Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Happy Thursday. This is Les Chat. You know, I got my right hand as well as my left. My name is Miss Alicia, and I got the fabulous Miss Tony in here kicking it. What it we oh, see? Too much talking. Hey, <laughs> fabulous Miss Tony in here kicking. We're we kicking it in here in the chat room on this. Thursday evening. <laughs> hey, girl. Yusika, I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> Sometimes it just seems like too many words. Too many words. Like some of these. And let me stop because, you know, when I get on my, my soapbox, you know, <laughs> let's just talk about this fluff thing. First, let's open up the show. We appreciate okay. you guys tuning in to Let's Chat. We're talking that talk today about living that paperback life. And it is a life. It is a push. It is a grind. We've been talking about that here on Let's Chat. We got four fabulous authors today to talk with. Tasha DeMay, Terry Branch, along with Victoria Christopher Mary and Rashonda Tate Billingsley. So we actually have different levels of the grind, different levels of the paperback life. Um, Tasha is a newer author. Um, Terry is a more seasoned author. And Victoria and Rashonda, they're 
seasoned authors, New York Times best-selling authors. Their books are sold worldwide. So it's, it's a different type of rhyme. And I always talk about this. I went to an event last year in New York, and I sat on a panel. And on the panel, it was um, publishers and editors, but, well, the um, acquisition people uh, for, like, Penguin and stuff like that. And it's I felt like it was a whole total different world, mm-hmm. just a total different world. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think so, um, that was the one with, with um, Tasha, wasn't it, Lee? Yeah, it was at the um, BDSM Writers Con. They asked me to sit on the panel. That was the first panel I've ever sat on. And I was nervous, but it turned out really well. People asked lots of questions, and I thought that their questions would be different. Mm-hmm. Then a lot of authors that I come around, uh, I come in contact with, but they weren't. You know, it was like universal questions across the board. Um, it was just a different world because they had different understandings on um, the commitment to their work and and how they turn their work in and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that just kind of goes to show you, you know, you can have the same, you can be in the same business, it's just your approach to it is different. I agree. I agree. And your understanding is different as well as your knowledge, and it all depends on the people that you are around. When you are Mm -hmm. learning an industry, who did you learn from? Not just by necessarily them teaching you, but by example. Who did you watch? move around and mm-hmm. how they moved and, and what they what they did and how they did it. You know, a, mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't pay attention to that. And then we think something is different here, and it's really not. It's just that their whole experience was different. And I, I mm-hmm. do appreciate um, the experience that we had being able to watch NeNe and Aaron move because it's a whole mm-hmm. total different it gives you a total different um, mindset on the industry and how things should be opposed to, you know, you may have some authors that don't understand why you got to do this or why you got to do that or all I got to do is write a book or, you know, so it's different. It really is. Shout out to Keisha. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. It's it's interesting that you should say that because, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had Aaron on our show, Aaron Bebo. Make sure you get guys hit that archive up because he dropped some major golden nuggets but it's been Mm -hmm. resting on my soul lately and especially since we had our show with cyrus last week you know because it got me to thinking about when we first got into the business got into the industry and because of nini capri and aaron bebo like you said they we watched them we watched how they move and we also watched how they didn't move in many instances and it just Shows you it it just it rested on me on how I should conduct myself in the industry, you know. And I, I saw all the do's and the don'ts, and they really they really shared a lot with you and I. And, and shout out to them, you know. They they gave us our foot into it. They groomed us. They showed us what we should do as far as blog talk radio, and as as well as how to just move in this industry and what to 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 not be associated with. You know, so I 
I'm so thankful for them for just showing us and, and just paving the way for us. I absolutely agree. And I I, I want to say, like, being able to watch them move and do things, um, mm-hmm. it, it gives you a total, total different mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't know if you saw on the timeline, and I didn't really post it. I didn't post it because you can't mm-hmm. give people attention. And normally we don't, like, comment on certain things. But somebody, I guess, faked their death on their Facebook post. And so everybody yeah, was saying so that they can get, right, so they can get um, book sales. And I'm thinking to myself, now how is that possible unless people know you? Now this is the thing with book sales and, and social media. And don't send me no inboxes. It's just my personal opinion. But you can have somebody that has 5,000 likes. I don't care how many likes they have for their cover, mm-hmm for an excerpt, that doesn't mean every last one of those individuals went over there and clicked that link. But the thing is, I think people get confused when, when social media is, is so, I don't know, it's just so, not aggressive, but it's just so out there. And Mm -hmm. I think they get confused because just because you died, Unless they're really checking for you like that, nobody's going to buy your book. I think it was just for attention. I hope it wasn't mm-hmm. for book sales because I could have told her she wasn't mm-hmm. going to get no book sales from that because mm-hmm. people actually have to be checking for you. That means that you have to do more than sit behind a screen. You have to go outside, meet people, greet people, shake hands, go to events, get with book clubs. All of that is a necessity. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listened to our show last night, and we had um, Sharif Jadon on, and we had Felicia L. Hamilton on, who both, by the way, will be at the uh, Divas Luncheon and Literature Eat and Greet on next weekend. But they both talked about um, a lot of jewels that um, people may need to hear. And so make sure you guys go back and listen to those interviews either here on blogtalk.com or on iTunes. But Sharif made a great point. If people don't equate what you look like with the book that you write, you'll go to a book signing and they won't know who you are until you put your book up, which is not how it should be. They have to know your face. So Mm -hmm. along with that book, and I talked about how I have a book fetish. I love I, I love the way books are put together. I do formatting. I do typesetting. And I just love to see other people's work, you know, how they design the inside of a book. And mm-hmm. I go and I like to see the New York Times bestselling authors' books. And, you know, uh, I just love to see stuff like that, how they put stuff together, how they write, you know, is it a difference mm-hmm. in their writing. And I noticed that on those covers, the publishers' names are not on the covers. They're either on the binding mm-hmm. or inside. It's always the title and the author's name so that they stand out. And when you turn it over, there's a picture of the author so that you know mm-hmm. whose book it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not screaming publisher. Right, and it's not that people don't shouldn't know who the publisher is. Um because that is important. But when you're an author, you're a individual. You're your own business. 
And so you want people to know your book, your title, Mm -hmm. who you are, so that you can sell your work. Mm, Because you are your own brand as well. That is correct. Mhm. So it's important to make sure, like Lisha said, and, and make sure you check out those archives because that was such an, I want to say, an animated show last night, you know, from all aspects. They both shared so much of their personal journey and why they got into the business and sometimes even why you were forced to get into the business because you don't know in people's situations. So they shared a lot of personal information, and and it may have touched so many that may be even in the same situation. It just gives them a little light at the end of their tunnel. So make sure you check out those archives from last night's show. And for tonight's show, we have a slew of great guests. The wonderful Miss Tasha DeMay. I call her Tasha Tasha (laughs) from Reach World Publishing as well as Terry Brad, She was on our show a little bit ago, and, girl, Leash, we just acted up. I think that was the show with Justin Q. Young. They were talking about their collaboration. And Victoria Christopher Murray and Rashonda Tate Billingsley, that's just that's just uh, literature at, at an elite level. They have been in the business for at least 20 years. So check out their wonderful, wonderful works. And they're also teachers. You know, they teach the business, and their passion comes through their teaching. And I, we've actually been on the receiving end of the teaching, so make sure you check them out. They're going to be at Alicia's Divas Luncheon, March 4th and 5th. Victoria and Rashonda are actually giving a literary work pro shop on Sunday the 5th, so go to Eventbrite. You can check out Alicia's page as well as my page. We've been posting it all over social media. So if you're interested in in taking your pen game to the next level, that is the place to be. What else is going on, Alicia? Absolutely. And because this is the last week, it's the last days, everything is wrapping up, Um, all the tickets for both events will be $10 off until Thursday. All right, sounds good. Can't beat that. Always a good thing to save a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But um, I wanted to go back a little bit because you mentioned um, their workshops and being uh, their teachings. And this is the thing that I love about both of them. They don't mind sharing. They don't mind sharing what they know. They don't mind sharing their knowledge. They don't mind doing it. And a lot of times that's really what people need. Sometimes you just have questions. You have questions, you're curious, you're not sure how this works, you're not sure how that works. And if nobody tells you, you're not going to know. I think that's how we get some of these covers we have out here. You know, and then people are uh, frustrated when they can't get their books in Barnes and Nobles, I mean, in uh, Walmart and Target, or even those that want to have uh, mm-hmm. those that want to be able to do web series and movies, and they don't mind sharing that information. Matter of fact, right. at the event on next Sunday, that's part of the um, course information. They're going to be talking about how to take your books to movies and what people are networks are looking for producers are looking for so if you are in an 
in the Atlanta area, make sure you head out to that event. It's going to be so much information given. It's going to be, when I say so much information, just things that, you know, people need to know. But I think that a lot of times you have authors that don't sharpen their craft on a regular basis, and that's very important. It's important to do so. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because you want to see your pen grow, and you want to take your pen to the next level, and you want to bring your readers along as well because, you know, as avid readers that are truly into their authors, they actually see the growth of an author's pen, and, and I've seen it, and uh-huh. I have appreciated it, and I've been right on the journey, right along with their growth. <laughs> and do you know Victoria reads 50 books a year, y'all, 50 books a year. I have a hard time getting one book a month in. I get so busy sometimes. <laughs> she reads 50 books a year. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like she says and a lot of other people say, a great author is a great reader. You have to read. And so I, I, I want everybody to take a pledge to at least if you are an author, you don't have to read the genre that you write in. A lot of authors don't. You have some um, street lit authors that they don't, read street lit they like suspense they like mysteries they you know they like romance they like Mm -hmm. those uh how-to books or spiritual books so just make sure you're getting something in something in to read and that goes back to what Erin was saying on the show a couple of weeks ago about knowing your audience as well because everything you write everybody is not going to like and it's okay but everything Mm -hmm. your your pen may not be their taste it may not fit their taste buds and that's okay too so you have to know who your audience is and as authors Mm -hmm. when you want to read it's okay that you don't read other urban fiction books you don't have to tell them you you know oh i'm going to get your book you can get their book as far as supporting but i would be honest and say you know i really don't read it but i'm going to get it because i want to support you Mm -hmm. that's true but you know, Lee. Uh, speaking of different genres, everybody doesn't read read everything. Because of the work that we have been doing and the guests that we have had on the show, we've had a, a, a wide variety of guests and different genres on the show. It has opened up my library as well as my reading enjoyment to different genres that I may not have previously gotten, you know, gotten their book and just sat down and read it. So what we do here on Let's Chat, we do bring such a variety of authors as well as music yeah. because sometimes it goes across the board as music as well. You know, I don't usually listen to that, but once they get on the show, we hear their passion, we hear a taste of their music. It's like, oh, okay, I like that, you know, or I like that book, or, or that's just the beauty of bringing the different and the different types of of genres chat room where it has increased our enjoyment as well as our listeners and I'm so appreciative of all the various guests that have come through the doors of Let's Chat. Absolutely. And I mean and that's funny that you said that because I, we had my cousin on um, Ingrid Brown, and she wrote a book called Sadie Song, which is a historical-type romance. And I've never read a historical fiction book. You know, I've never really got into them, let alone the historical romance. But she told me about um, the Douglas women. And I actually mm, went. I That's the one that. she was telling us about on the show. And I went and got that book, and I was like, what? 
it was really, really good. And it took you, the mm-hmm. author took you back into that time, that experience. It was a shock to me that I would enjoy something like that, but it just shows the different levels and the different the, the different ways that people write the same thing. They just do it a little bit different. We're going to take a brief mm-hmm. break, and we'll be back with Victoria Christopher Murray and Rashonda Tate Billingsley here on Let's Chat. Okay. Grab your tickets today, Divas Luncheon and Literature, Eat and Greet, March 4th, 2017 at Atlanta Airport, Marriott Gateway from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. For sponsorship opportunities, contact writingworldpeacepromotions at gmail.com. We are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Leisha. I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking that talk today about living that paperback life. We have two fabulous guests on today, Victoria Christopher Murray and Rashonda Tate Billingsley. Welcome to the show, Victoria. I'm waiting for Rashonda to press her one. Oh, okay. You know, does she know how to press the one? Did we tell, did you send her instructions? I, got it. I, I, I was here. I just wanted to listen and see where y'all going to talk about me. <laughs> and so, wait a minute. I did it, right? I, I fulfilled it. Yeah, right, right. Wait, wait. So, we always ask this superhero question. And so, Rashonda, I'm sure you want to be invisible so that you can see who's saying stuff about you when, and they don't know you're there. <laughs> and you can disappear right after <laughs> I I would like to be the invisible one, but I'm actually a Wonder Woman. Oh, oh my right now we haven't like... gotten Wonder Woman. No, <laughs> I'm gonna have to make a note. No, of that see, I need something practical. Wonder Woman, you know what does she do? She just switches into that little bikini outfit that she likes to wear. Jolly Green Giant. How about that? <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna. Oh, I would. Um, be the person that could be anywhere in a split second. You know, remember how um, on the way she could just. Yeah, the flash. Yeah, I want to be, I could be in (laughs) E, and then in the next second I could be in L.A. That's what I need. Think about the book signings I could do with that. Mm. (laughs) That I like Conway to conquer facts in a single battle. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. She said the Congress said, wait, she put that post up earlier. I thought she was serious until I read the whole thing. Because <laughs> I was like, thank you, bitch. So said, started running. That was like in the third, the third word. I said, what kind of joke is this? Honda <laughs> doesn't run to the mailbox. People, y'all just won't let me be great. <laughs> Wait, I was like, okay, the third month she was running five miles a day, one to two hours in the word and prayer before breakfast. I was like, oh right, and then I said she stopped eating meat. <laughs> I don't even know how to type that. <laughs> it's it's let me be eating meat. <laughs> Okay, so we have to get serious. Oh my God. We really are serious 
teachers, we're serious business people. I'm a serious teacher, so I don't want people to listen in and think that we're not serious about what we do. And, so. yes, and I really take this serious, so I need us to hurry up because scandal come on in a little bit. <laughs> yes. And we got to get our, you know what, we got to get our scandal commentary. I, we were talking about what you guys do. And you guys have a niche, which all authors should have outside of your books, something that draws people in. I'm going to tell you, I don't even watch CNN no more. I don't watch MSN. I just watch y'all page, and if I want to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we both are addicted yeah. to politics. There's nothing wrong with that. It's best to be informed. <laughs> Absolutely, but can you also talk about the importance of having a niche as an author? So you're talking about having something besides um, your book, besides your book, mm-hmm, to be able to interact with your page. Yeah, because, you know, it's really interesting. Rashonda and I um, have a website that we haven't, a, a blog that we haven't done much with, but um, that was called Politics, Prose, and Pop Culture. And and while Rashonda love, does love politics and I love pop culture, I'm really um, a political, though I, toward the end Rashonda was even beating me, but I'm really a political nerd, and she's a pop culture nerd. She knows everything about pop culture. And so what happens is that people follow us for other reasons, and then they find out about our books. A lady on Twitter um, just in the last couple of days said to me, wait a minute, you write books? I need to start reading. I need to get to reading. So it's important Mm -hmm. so that people can see that you have a full personality, um, you have another life, and you're not just begging them to buy books. You're not just say, please buy my books, please buy buy my books every single day. Um, People want to get to know you as well. Mm -hmm. And I I Mm co-sign that. One of the things that um, I got a lot of um, readers that I might not have ever gotten from um, my my recap, Um, people that just may may have thought I wrote Christian fiction and said, oh, I don't read that, so I'm not going to give it a chance, are people that um, had just never heard of me. And then someone would share the, the recaps, what we have in common. And so then it becomes, oh, wow, if your recaps are this good, let me check out your other stuff. And it just, again, like Victoria says, it, it, it draws people in. It's another marketing tool, if you will, but it just happens to be something that I enjoy doing. Absolutely. And I definitely agree with that because you have, we always talk about how you have some authors, they don't drop their links in every group um, on Facebook. They're not dropping their links in 500 groups. What they're doing is they're interacting with their pages and their own social media, and that draws people in. And so I always use you guys as an example because I never see you guys dropping links all over the place. It's always some interaction with your readers at all times. But not only that, you guys spend time with book clubs. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of book clubs and how authors can find them if they wanted to find a book club in their area? Well, well book clubs are, are definitely a good place important. Because if you even just posted that you have a book and you'd love to come to book clubs, book clubs reach out, they they love the interaction with authors. Um, and Rashonda and I both spend a lot of time 
meeting with book clubs, especially with technology, because now you can do FaceTime as well as uh, doing Skype. I just FaceTime with a book club that Emma Rogers, who used to be the owner of um, Black Images, one of the the largest, she was probably the most important African-American bookstore owner down in Dallas, Texas. She is still very active. She's part of a book club. And last weekend I did a, a, a FaceTime book club meeting with them. Book clubs are the center of what we do as authors. These are women who are avid readers, but not only that, they are central to us help selling books because when they enjoy a book, they will tell other people about it. They will help to put an author on the map. Um, and they're, as I said, just avid readers who totally want to help an author. They really want to help authors not only become better writers, but to help them market their books. Shonda, would you like and to add to that? <laughs> what she said. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it really is. You, I, I, Our success, we are who, where we are because of book clubs. Um, we would much rather have a book club of 10 people that are avid readers and supporters than have 100 people who sometimes read. Um, so we'll, we'll take those book clubs, those book lovers any day. Wow. Absolutely. This is, this is Tony, um, Victoria, and uh, Rashonda. You know, you talk about book clubs, and um, I get my hair done every Saturday, and the woman that does my hair is actually the president of a book club, and they've been doing this for, for, um, for many years. And I introduced your, both of your books to her, and it's interesting to hear them talk about the books and, and to hear you tell us the importance of the book clubs. And it's like the heartbeat sometimes of an author. Um, is it common that you do FaceTime? Because I find that very interesting that you actually do FaceTime with book clubs. Oh, yeah, yeah, FaceTime or Skype, whichever one works best for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the la- recently, my last probably three has been FaceTime. Mm. Okay. And if anyone's because listening, a lot of that, pe- that may be, if anyone's listening, that a may be pe- in, in a club, how would they go about doing that with you guys? Um, They just contact us. They contact us through... Our um, on our yeah, website we have us. the information. They can get into. Um, contact they can our speak to. We'll forget. <laughs> what did you say? I said don't contact us. Contact our assistant because we'll forget. Yeah, because seriously, we'll be like in a tunnel somewhere, and you'll be calling us saying, well, "You weren't you supposed to?" We'll be like driving through a the Midtown Tunnel in New York. So you definitely have to set it up with Norma Warren because she will make sure uh-huh. that we're okay. where we're supposed to be. Okay, that's good absolutely. Now this is Lisa. Yeah, we have to announce ourselves because... for... Go ahead. She's our publicist for Brown Girls Books, but... Um, that's what an, any author at, or any book club who wants to do that, just contact the author. And, and it's either Skype or FaceTime. It's mm-hmm. either one. Just a lot of people tend to have iPhones now, and so they don't have to go through 
making sure that they sign somebody, um, mm-hmm. you know, sign up to Skype and how that works. FaceTime, you just press one button. Oh, that's interesting. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Now, this is Leisha. We have to announce ourselves because we sound so much alike. But earlier in the show, we talked about um, as newer authors being able to watch people move. You have to be able to watch seasoned authors move and how they do what they do. So I do. I watch you guys move. And I, when you guys go out of town and you guys have uh, are on a book tour, how do you do you squeeze in time to have your own personal book um, signing somewhere or meet up with a book club during that time to be able to maximize on your tour time? When I um, when I started out, I actually used to do that all the time. Um, if Simon Schuster sent me to five cities, I'd tack on five more. Um, now what I what I do, and, and we used to do the book clubs as well, but now we're so um, in and out. When we go to a city, it's usually we're moving out and moving on to the next place within you know the, the very next day. We used to be able to do that when we spent time in those cities, um, but now our time is so much more limited. But it is a, definitely a great practice. Victoria, you want to add to yeah, that? That's what she said. <laughs> I love and you know, Rashonda and I travel a lot together now. Um, but as she said, when um, I first started in this industry, not only did Simon and Schuster send me to dozens of cities, but they would send me to Houston for like three days, four days. Mm-hmm. And they would have you all over, you know, one part of the city, then another part of the city, then another part of the city. And they discovered, not only did they discover that then you're on tour for two or three months straight, uh, but then they also discovered that, you could, if you just had it in one part of the city, people would try to come there. So you could just have one gathering. So that's what happens now. We just do one city, one time. The next morning, we're on to the next city. So we don't have the time for that. But again, um, so we don't have the time to personally sit down with a book club because we have to go in and out. But again, we like doing the personal. Um, contact with book clubs actually in their meeting. They can bring us right into their living room through the power of technology. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful Absolutely. Thing. Now, when you guys have done so much, you're New York Times best-selling authors, you're, you're most likely read worldwide, you have a publishing company, where do you guys see yourselves going in five years? within the next five years with your careers and your businesses? All right. Well, let me back up. We're not New York Times. A lot, I don't know why everyone thinks we're, we are New York Times. Victoria, it should have been New York Times, um, but everyone automatically assumes that. We both are award winners, um, but we've yet to crack that elusive New York Times list yet. But um, as for where we're going, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Um, we love what we do. We love the the craft of it, um, especially when we do it together. We, uh, we write well together. We tour well together. And in addition to building our own careers and then branching out into the entertainment industry, we really want to just continue with Brown Girls Books giving um, other authors, especially up-and-coming um, and aspiring authors, a chance to get into the industry um, because of how much the industry has changed. Mm. 
Yeah, and that's what I see too because, um, uh, you know, we've been doing Brown Girls now for three years, and they always say at three years you you make a little turn around the curves, and I'm beginning to feel that. I'm, I'm there's some doors that are opening up for Brown Girls books, and uh, I just see us getting bigger and bigger. This is my 20th year in the business. I wrote my first novel. 20 years ago, I just cannot believe it because I remember when I had just one book. Um, I always said one book and three fans, my husband, my mom, and my dad. That was it. And um, now I have 20-something books as well as um, the publishing company and other things on the horizon. So it's hard to see into the future but we just know that we'll continue writing, especially you'll, you'll probably see more projects coming with Rashonda and I together. Um, mm-hmm. And then what the things that we can do to help new authors. Absolutely. Now, you just wrote Lust. Oh, go ahead, uh, Rashonda. Oh, I know I was just going to say you all guys also need to look for me at the Oscars, the upcoming Oscars. Oh, yeah, but don't okay. do that because she's a. She just make that stuff up. Well, you can look for her now. She didn't say you will see out there. You gotta speak it. You gotta speak that thing out into the world. You gotta speak it out there. What you want and how you want it. You gotta put it out there. So when okay, it comes you know around, I think you I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play for the Lakers. <laughs> Magic Johnson is there now. Or maybe I'll just you might have a chance. I'll beat Simone Biles. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> or maybe I'll run a marathon and I'll win. <laughs> now, Victoria, oh you just wrote Lust. Tell everybody a little bit about your book um, and why you chose to go that route, because that book is something else. I'm still shocked that you said good, good. <laughs> well, I think I told you on Facebook. That was a line, actually, that I didn't come up with. But... um now, it's interesting, this, I think it was 2011, Vicki Stringer said to me that I should write The Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, mm-hmm. She said that she just felt it was perfect, my alley, and everything. And so I actually had started and stopped this project a couple of times. Um, I wanted to get it done, and even last year... When I submitted a book to Simon and Schuster, it was not lust. And they just thought that after uh, what I wrote with Sandra Ground, which was such a serious, not dark, but a very serious book and subject, that I needed something a little lighter. And my agent had known that I had this book lust for years, and I only had it halfway written. Um, but mm-hmm. when she presented it to my publisher, they said, you know what, yeah, let's go with this. It's fun. It's totally different than Stand Your Ground. Well, you can ask Rashonda. It was like pulling teeth for me to write that book. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I don't know what it was, but other things kept getting in the way, and I wasn't sure I wanted to write it. And I, even though I had I had maybe a third of it written, um, I had to finish the book, and everybody knows the second part is the hardest. I didn't know where I was going to go with it. But Uh it's turned out to be so interesting 
because some people say it is so different than anything I've ever written. Then other people say it's just like anything I've written. Um, Somebody said on Facebook they were glad I was no longer writing Christian fiction. Then somebody else said this is the most Christian book you've ever written. Um, (laughs) Yesterday morning I did a – a radio interview with the morning show in Minneapolis, and it was a male um, DJ who had read the book. He said he just stayed up the night before and read the book, and he said this thing was so good. He said because mm-hmm. in his mind it looked like a movie. And the other woman who was um, a DJ said that she had read all of my books and she could see all of my books becoming a movie, but this one, she said, was a movie. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I don't know um, what I did differently. Mm -hmm. I always go with the characters, and the characters are are so different than any of the other characters that I've written in this book. I also put a little international flavor in it in a couple of ways. Um, One of the minor characters is from Puerto Rico, so she speaks Spanish, and then I took my characters to Dubai, um, which is something that the male DJ said that he really enjoyed. He enjoyed mm-hmm. that I took it through, took him to different cities. He said that he felt like he was on a trip. So I don't know. Um, when I was writing it, it didn't feel different to me in any way. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple of curse words in there, and I talked to Rashonda about it because I don't like to curse in real life, so I don't like to curse in my books, but I had to go with the characters. Um, right. And that's how I got to writing lust. And so it's surprising some people, and then some people are like, oh, that's Victoria. Oh. So you never know who you may touch when you're reading those, when you're reading, you know, when you're writing the books, because the readers can be anywhere at any time in their lives, and it could just be what they want at that moment. And it sounds like the guy that read your book really enjoyed it, and you took him on a trip and brought him right back. He said, I took him on a trip around the world. (laughs) He said he felt like he was watching a movie that just took him around the world. Mm -hmm. And that's so true because I I love what we do. Because a lot of times you have authors that don't have that word of mouth. We have artists on that don't have that word of mouth, but they do have their personality. So being able to, to experience Victoria's personality, when I read the book, Oh, I, the little sex scene, I said, oh, my God, even though it wasn't like a, a descriptive sex scene, but I was like, oh, my goodness, I love how she she transitions her words. It's really smooth, and it's funny because she, I'm going to use the word that she used on me. A lot of times when you read some stuff, it's a little choppy on certain scenes, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. mm, you're not getting me right here, you know. But everything is really smooth when she described, you know, his skin. And I was like, I like this. This is actually my first Victoria Christopher Murray book that I have read. And I, I love the smoothness of her pen. Oh, well, thank you. And that came from many, many years of practicing. So um, I always tell people, because full disclosure, Leisha and Tony are taking um, – my writing classes and have taken a couple of now they're in boot camp right now. Um, but one of the things that I always tell people in my writing classes is that don't look at lust, don't look at stand your grounds and think that you can write that because I didn't mm-hmm. write. 
I didn't write any of those books by myself. And mm-hmm. so it's just important that nobody thinks um, that a whole story will be written by themselves that way. Um, and and you don't do it. You, it. Writing is like a muscle. The more you do it, the more it will develop. Mm. Wow, absolutely, Tony. And I want to I want to piggyback on that um, that Victoria just shared with us. The more you use it, the more it develops. Uh, like she said, Alicia and I have taken her classes uh, a number of times, and. As I'm, because I'm also an editor, and she's actually sharpening my editing skills, and I'm so appreciative of her for that. But as I'm editing, Victoria is literally in my ear and saying, "Tony, you know that Tony do this or Tony do that." So I so appreciate you. That muscle of yours in my head and in my ear is growing. <laughs> and you're not and the only one. There's down. a lot of people that say, "Victoria, I can't even write without hearing you in my head." Yeah. Yes, it's that's so true. <laughs> so, I told somebody hey, I wanted a thousand dollars for their advert. I said, "Do you really need this word?" I was like, "Well, how do you how do you do this? What does this look like?" I'm gonna need some money for that's this right, right here. <laughs> Seeking Sarah. Um, Seeking Sarah. I'm sorry. Seeking Sarah. No problem. It is about a um, a woman that um, abandons her daughter. We hear all the time about fathers abandoning their kids. This is a mother Mm. that abandons her daughter and really just kind of recreates a life. Um, And the daughter thinks she's dead all these years and find out she's not. Um, So I write a lot of um, relationships. Yeah. So she has she has some major issues with her mom, and you know she got to kind of get her some revenge. So yeah, that will be out. Any way August she can. 15th. Yeah, August, August 15th. 15th. August 15th. 15th. Mm-hmm. So y'all make sure y'all look for that. Now you guys collab a lot together. Tell us a little bit about a blessing, um, a blessing and a curse. A blessing and a curse is our fourth and final book in our Jasmine and Rachel series. Um, Rachel is was Rashonda's most, um, what's the word am I looking for? Rashonda, for the crazy kook. The crazy, it her most renowned um, crazy kook kind of a character. And she meets my very sophisticated uh, first lady, Jasmine. And these mm-hmm. two first ladies have had a number of adventures together where they're kind of like frenemies, like nobody else can talk about them. They don't like each other, but nobody else can talk about them. And so what they do is they, um, Jasmine ends up going back to Macover, Arkansas with Rachel because of a secret that has been revealed. Mm. All right. Interesting. Oh, I'm going to need to get that. And it should have been me. Rashonda, tell us a little bit about that book. 
Um, it Should Have Been Me was our latest release um, that we collabed with. It came out in December. Um, and it is about a touring sleigh. And, and you think the drama on the stage is uh, uh, has a lot going on. It's behind the scenes um, that will keep you turning the pages. And so we collaborated on that, wrote that together. Um, uh, she's a, a, an actress who finds herself having to do a stage play, one of those touring black stage plays, and she's not having it, especially when they cast her ex, uh, ex-fiance as the main character. So you know it's ripe with drama. And see, the one thing I love about Rashonda is I've seen uh, two of her books turn into movies, and I've seen both of those movies. Now, I think every book that she writes needs to be a movie. I'm like, so mm, when's the movie so coming too. out? <laughs> I agree. I think so too. You you know open numbers because I I want to holler at her about that. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I want to see you guys on a Breakfast Club. See y'all, everybody listening. We're gonna have to get them on the Breakfast Club. Angela Yee is in the book club. She loves books. We're gonna have to get them on the Breakfast Club so that we can get the young people out here to experience these pens here because it is an experience like no. Other. Every time I see that they have a book, I'm like, okay, so is it going to be a movie? Like, Lust. I'm like, so when's the movie coming out? It's just like, it's exciting. It's really, really exciting the way they uh, they craft their words in their books, and they, they move them around and they bring them to life just instantly. And it's not even mm-hmm. that they use a lot of um, – a lot of struggle to do it. It's just something that naturally happens. So I love when authors are able to show their passion. I love to experience the author's passion, but when they, it's just a natural thing that you can experience in their pen and in person, that just makes you appreciate what they do uh, for the industry and with their craft even more. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, this, this is Tony, um, Victoria, and Rashonda. I want to just take you guys back just a little bit because you have shared so much with what you guys are doing in the present but and, and how you got to this point. But are there some tools that you missed that you used in past years that technology has made obsolete that you kind of just wish one or two would come back? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. I can't think of anything. We used to use floppy disks. I didn't like those. Um, we used to, shoot, I don't even use, you can ask Rashonda, I don't use a desktop or a laptop. I don't use really? jump drives. Well, jump drives maybe, but I think some people still use those. I can't think of anything that we used to have that I miss. Uh-huh. I can't think of anything. I don't miss, we used to love our Blackberries. It took us a long time to move. What about you, Rashonda? No, I was trying to think Yep, no, the only thing I miss from back in the day Are black bookstores They used to have have us all on the shelves Okay (laughs) Now I do have ones and borders Let's Yeah, Yeah, really (laughs) You know what we need to bring back You know what I really miss? I really uh-huh. miss our readers. I really yeah, miss cool. our readers. Oh. Uh, we used to have 60, 70, 80,000 people yep. reading every book. 
mm-hmm. and I miss them. You know, Aaron Bebo used to say you could just get on social media and there was true reading groups uh, in the yesteryears. Yep. So that sound, kind of sounded like what you guys are talking about, and he loved it, and he missed that as well. Yeah, now yeah, we black have voices. That, that, yeah, we have people now that will come to us and say, oh, I don't even need to buy your book. You keep me entertained on Facebook. <laughs> ah, yeah. but we want the book bought too. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, we talked about that a little bit in the beginning of the show. You know, I think that social media kind of puts up a facade sometimes that there's two types of support. There's verbal support, and then there's actual support where you're one-clicking or sharing a link or something of that nature. Uh, when it comes to authors and their books, and a lot of times they support verbally, oh, great job, or if you are have something that, the, you know, you're interacting, they want to comment on, but to go out and one-click that book or to go out and buy that paperback or to go to the libraries and request those books, a lot of people do not do that anymore. Yeah, I think it's what? because everybody just thinks everybody's okay. I think it's just people saying, oh, they don't need me. Like, you know, we speak about the importance of buying the book the first week, and mm-hmm. um, it's always amazing to me that um, we still have a hard time getting people to do that because I think people think their one book isn't going to make a difference. And mm-hmm. the challenge is, is that there are 10,000 people thinking their one book is not going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So, But you know what? We are just grateful for the readers who are still with us um, because we know for a fact how hard this has been. Uh, you know, it, it's been so hard to so many people, um, mm-hmm. for so many people. And um, we're still here. We're still here. Thank God. <laughs> yes, we need strong, Thank we do God. need strong pins you know, to be able to last long. And we always talk about writing. We always talk about um, the perfection of writing. But what are some of the weaknesses or the the imperfect things that you guys go through during your writing process? Well, I'm a very slow writer. Um, Really, the first part of getting the words down on the page for me is so hard. Uh, and but I love the process of rewriting. Mm-hmm. And as a journalist, um, I have been trained to write tight, um, so that's one of my biggest challenges. Uh, when I finished my very first book, um, it was sixty-three pages, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm done." Okay, so Shonda, how long did it take you to write those sixty-three pages? <laughs> Seven months, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> now, Nisha, that's a whole different level. Don't you get me going. <laughs> you hear her, Victoria? <laughs> when Rochelle told me, and, you know, I could see her because I know how she is. She came home and she worked every day, and she was working hard all those hours after work. And then seven months later, she was finished, and it was 63 pages. <laughs> I was like, it took you seven months. 
hilarious. But that's okay. I was that's... writing and rewriting. But see, I, I, I was television. I was a television news reporter. So I was trained to write tight. So my characters would, you know, they'd walk from the, the door to they've solved the mystery. I, you didn't need all the details of how it was solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, had to, I had to kind of learn that habit, break that habit. That's some funny stuff. Denise, don't you get any ideas? You keep that pen twerking. <laughs> well, I didn't say oh. anything. I just, you know, I like the fact that, you know, seven months, that's not bad. I don't feel, at first I was like, oh, my gosh, am I the only one? But I am not alone, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now, Rashonda's different now because now she knows how to write tight, but she knows the details of it. And she can, you know how I always say throw up on the page? Rashonda mm-hmm. is an expert at that. She she can get the words out of her head and put it down on the paper, where that's mm-hmm. my challenge. Rashonda can get it out of her head. But she doesn't mm-hmm. like writing the third and fourth draft, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you compliment What about the third and fourth draft you don't like, Rashonda, when it comes to the rewrite? Is it the repetition or what is it that, you know, kind of gets you when it gets to that um, editing process? Because I notice a lot of authors go through that when it's time to re-edit and re-edit. I have ADD and I'm ready to move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's like I don't know. <laughs> right. And so, you know, just just filling in all the details and I I just want to move on to the next story. So that's a challenge for me. I have to force myself because I'm not going to turn a book in without writing, rewriting, rewriting, rewriting some more. So um, Mm -hmm. I dread that last part, but I can breeze through the the beginning part. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I love the dynamics between the two of you. This is Tony. Um, I'm going to ask you guys a fun question before you leave the chat room because, Risha, I know you guys are so busy, and we so appreciate you spending some time here in the chat room this evening. Now, um, we are driving down the, the I'm going to say, the West Side Highway here in New York City, and you guys got your top down. It's in the middle of the summer. If I was to roll up next to you guys, what song would y'all be belting out knowing that y'all are ready for Motown? <laughs> My God, we've had that experience with um... Rashonda. Oh, my God, and I've really? seen it on Facebook Live. But I right wow. now, I really, really love, and everybody knows this from um, the book Lust, uh, but I love Controller by Drake. Wherever I go, I'm, like, blasting that right now. I love that song. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's because a lot of it was um, the story of the book, the story of Lust, so I love that. Mm-hmm. Shonda, what would you be belting out? Is she still with us? Is she there? Um, I think we may have lost her. She's out singing. (laughs) (laughs) You may have lost her. Oh, here she is. No, here she is. I'm always hanging the phone up. Um, And I actually had pressed my favorite song by mistake, and since it's full of curse words, I tried to hit the button, and so it cut it off. And what song is that? You gonna roll up next to me? Yes, still singing Bobs. We still in this bitch. All right now. Okay, <laughs> I like Bob. 
Oh my God! She thinks that all the time. <laughs> Bella. So that oh my God! And then the thing is, is that she can't. <laughs> this is why we do what we do, y'all. This is why we do what we do to be able. See, when you when you read an author's book, you get to see their passion, but you don't get to feel them. And when you mm-hmm. uh, go to book signings, a lot of times I call it like it's kind of like a one night stand, like a wham bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, the book, shake mm-hmm. your hand, all right, sign, have a good day, next. You know, that's why I did mm-hmm. the luncheon. The Divas Lunch in the Literature, because the intimate part of books, book events, to me, is what was missing. You don't get to see the personalities behind these pens. And I love their personality, and I love how readers are able to see their personalities. And it just allows yeah. us to appreciate what they do more. I love it. See, I love it. Okay. This is why we do what we do. Yes, we have all types of personalities coming up in the chat room, and we so appreciate you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Before pleasure. you guys roll, out, thank you. Before you mm-hmm. guys roll out of the chat room, shout out all of your social media and your books that you have out and um, coming out, and the release dates if they have not been released already. And any of okay, well, you have a lot that just has been out. We're getting ready to do a Facebook chat next. Tuesday, uh, February twenty mm-hmm. eighth, so they can get the details on my Facebook page, which is my name. My name is everything. Um, Facebook, Twitter. I don't do Instagram as much as I should, but I do Twitter and Facebook a lot. And my mm-hmm. website is my name, Victoria Christopher Murray dot com, and you could read the first chapter of every book I've ever written on my website. Oh. I got a head And over there. my website, my website is my very long name, RashondaTBillingsley.com. I'm on Twitter at Rashonda T and Facebook and Instagram with my name, Rashonda Tate Billingsley. And my movie, Let the Church Say Man, is on Netflix. You can check it out. You can see my starring role. And then look for me in the upcoming Denzel movie as soon as I can get some blackmail pictures and make him put me in it. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my! You could tell why she's a fiction writer, right? <laughs> oh man! Make sure you check out that next book because we actually saw uh, Rashonda in her very long uh, episode. You, you saw me! You book. saw me! Oh, you thought it was yes, Angela Bassett? Yes, girl. Yes, I did. You yeah, they did me. You, Rashonda, something like that. Confused. I know. I'm a win outstanding supporting supporting of supporting actress. People get confused and they think it's Angela or Sanai, but girl, that was me. I know. I know. I was right there with you. (laughs) Now, you guys, actually, real quick, you guys have a Writers Pro Live workshop coming to Newport News, Virginia. Shout that out real quick because we do have a lot of people on today um, from the Virginia area because we got the fabulous Terry Branch on. Make sure you shout that information out so that those people that want to participate in that writing event, they can. Well, you can definitely check out, um, we have a, it's called Writers Pro Workshop. 
com, and you can check out our website that tells you where we're taking our live workshops. You can also get writing workshops, digital workshops that you can take at your own pace. So you can find that at writing pro, writersproworkshops.com. And then, Leisha, we're doing the Writers Pro with you also in Atlanta. Yes, yes on next Sunday from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. And um, Victoria is doing another online one March 8th as well. Yes, for those March 8th begins. We're doing another four-week online writing workshop, and Leisha and Tony will be in that one too. They just <laughs> they will take my classes forever, I think. Um, Until she and, puts those out, we gotta we gonna be at all of them. I said, wait a minute, let me tell Tony. She said, Tony gonna get tired of you dragging her to these classes. I said, no, she's not. <laughs> we drag yeah, each other. Fun for you ladies, but I understand because you every time you take it, you learn something else. It just you get sharper and sharper. But we'll be uh-huh. doing that four week online class where we have a lot of fun. We work hard, uh, but I I think people learn something. We do. They really do. And really, really do. Yeah, make so sure you guys check March. out their Writers Pro. Yes, make sure you guys check out their Writers Pro events. Make sure you check out the Divas Luncheon and Literature next weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. The luncheon is from 1 to 4 on Saturday, and then it's open to general public after 4 p.m. And then on Sunday is the writing workshop from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm really excited. It's my first event, and so it's something that I really kind of want to do almost in every state. That's kind of what's in my spirit, just to do something in every state, to be able to allow readers to experience what I experience when I when I meet authors and I'm able to interact with authors, just to be able to see that, that personality behind that pen and enjoy them and appreciate the things that they bring to literature. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. You know, you guys are always welcome, as well as any of your brown girls, authors. We've had a few on here. We've always had a good time. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so much for having us, and you have a great night. Okay. You and too. thank you for always supporting us, ladies. You are okay. so welcome. Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great interview, Leash. I so enjoyed. It. I felt like I had like um, I had a um, a fan moment. <laughs> you ever had those moments where it's like, wow? I just when <laughs> I love people's personalities. It does. It could be anybody. Uh-huh. I just uh-huh. love to experience people's passion when they're passionate about what they do what they do and I love to experience mm-hmm. their personalities. And this next guest mm-hmm. that we have coming on the show, let me tell you guys, her personality, I met her at the book uh 556 uh chick book kickback, Atlanta kickback last summer. And her mm-hmm. personality, her sister's personality, Anitra was off the chain. I loved it. And so we had them on the show. And I just, her personality is just so awesome, you guys. I don't know if you've ever met Terry Branch, if you've ever picked up any of her books. But her personality, on top of her pen, I'm telling y'all, y'all mm-hmm. are in for mm-hmm. a treat. Make sure y'all go out and pick up that fire starter with her and Justin Q. Young. But we have her in the chat room. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 
Hey, how you doing? What's going on? What's going on, ladies? Glad to have you, girl. I am excited. You know, I'm always hyped. Like, <laughs> I need to get to put my butt we, down. I'm always hyped. We like. love her personality. Love it, love it, love it. On top of that, her <laughs> hair. You. You know, she got that. She got that baby doll hair. You know the baby doll hair where you want to take the green grease with the breast and the, and the rubber bands. Don't look like y'all don't know nothing about the green grease and the rubber bands when y'all the baby doll. Yes. And it be all over yes. front of the baby doll face. Yes. <laughs> and we be getting in trouble. Yes. We get in trouble because we get stuck in there and took our mom, our grandma, and stuff. And they fussing at us like, what you doing with that? I got plenty of spankers for that. <laughs> Look, I got this thing here for putting in some, um, me and my sister, we were trying these, these berries on this tree. And um, my grandmother, we went and took some of her milk, and we wanted to make some pies. And we making these pies outside mm-hmm. on the ground, on the curb. And so we done mixed berries, dirt, and milk. Oh, why did we do that? My grandmother <laughs> tore out behind us. But you know what? I thank God for those spankings because it helped. Talk me into who I am today. Because I've seen some of the people that didn't have any type of structure in their home. Now, and they were mm-hmm. most likely to, to succeed back in the day. And, and you look at them like, wow, they can do stuff. We, my grandmother and mom would not allow. But now they all out doing crazy stuff. And I said, Lord, sometimes I just feel like calling my mom and saying, hey, you just give me a spanking just for old time's sake. Because I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> but um, she, uh, I'm just excited to be on this station with you guys. Hello, can you hear me? I keep breaking up. Yeah, we hear you. Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was trying to make sure that I didn't. Yeah, so my grandmother got out behind, but, you know, I really appreciate her and my mom for the structure in our home. So it's helped me to who I am today. But how are you ladies doing tonight? We are doing awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, you talked about your, the structure in the home and, and, and growing up and, just the things that you experienced, what got you into writing? What was something, what was going on in Terry's world that she said, this is what I want to do? Okay, so let me tell you, I have like 10,000 jobs, 10,000 businesses. Um, Actually, I, I, I tell everybody, I don't even come with like a sack history. I was writing when I was little and, you know, none of that. I really started writing by accident. <laughs> I was in my hair salon one day, and everybody's all, at the time, I didn't have any any type of uh, relationship as far as a male companion in my life, and so we have a we have a full service salon, so we have guys and, you know, barbers, and we have stylists, and um, they were asking me would I um, ask me advice, and, and one chick came in, and she was just so down and out about this dude, and I'm like, Girl, you better get happy about me, your Mr. Right. I said, why are you moping? I said, you got to love yourself first and, you know, and be, um, and, and everything else will fall into place. And she was just so down and out. And by the end of my conversation, now keep in mind, I'm just meeting this woman. So by the end of the time that we um, had that conversation, she she had lost all the crying and everything had turned around to smiles and everything. And by the time she left, she hugged me. She said, I'm so glad I met you and, and everything. And actually, when you saw me in Atlanta, she's been a friend of mine ever since. So she was one of the women with me in Atlanta when I went to Atlanta. And um, she's been by my side ever since because, um, you know, I feel like, you know, when it comes to myself, I'm, I'm even if I'm not with a, in a relationship, 
I'm never alone. I'm never lonely. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. You got to learn to love yourself first. So anyway, with all that being said, I've talked to her about relationships, and I was just, people ask me different things, and I just tell them right off, you know, what was on my mind, like what I felt about it. And they started liking the advice, and the next thing you know, they're like, why don't you write a book? I was like, uh, I'm a entrepreneur, hairstylist. I'm not a writer. I ain't been to school for all this. I ain't got this big, fancy backstory, none of that. I ain't, I ain't doing that. I know how to clip these curls, and I can whip this hair with these to cut these uh, clippers and these scissors. And they were like, no, you got a gift. Girl, God uh-huh. revealed to me a gift that I never knew I possessed. When I wrote that mm-hmm. very first novel, one of the ladies who was sitting in my chair at the time telling me that, she said she was just becoming an author herself. She was a minister, and well, she is a minister, and she said, well, why don't you start writing down the things that people tell you, that you say to them that they like? So I was like, really? So I just started doing it. And then she said, mm-hmm. next time she came back, she said, write, write down some of the things you um, so a title, and I kept saying, dating, dating, what am I going to name this? The game. Because guys always, you know, would say, what's up, player, and everything when they come to the shop. So I just said, let me take that because I'm silly. So I said, okay, the game. From a woman's perspective, dating from a woman's point of view. So I twisted around and gave it a fun title, the game from a woman's perspective, and I used um, basketball terms to describe to um, as the title of each chapter. It, like, key player being yourself. If you love yourself, you're capable of being loved and receiving love. So your key player in a basketball game is Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. So with that being said, if they're shooting threes, their team is going to win. So if you're loving yourself, you're going to win because you can't go into something just waiting for somebody to complete your happiness. So I just went on drafting players when you meet people, just went on using basketball terms. And so I said, what else can I do? I added erotic fiction portions to the beginning of the book to make it fun. So I created this character, Tracy and um, made it sexy, and I got so many nice reviews from it. It triggered, ignited this fire underneath my feet that said, you know, because I'm always up for a challenge. Don't say I can't do nothing or don't, don't give me something and I feel like I accomplished it. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go higher again. <laughs> so I started writing my second book, and I reached out to Kiki Princeton because she, she was my favorite, like, one of my favorites, because I love um, Mary Monroe, and I love Danielle Steele. So mm. she was one of my favorite people, one of my favorite authors. So I reached out to her. You know how sometimes people like that are more of a celebrity type of status. They don't really click with you like that. And so I, with me, I'm a friendly person, but if you got feel that somebody standoffish, I'll, I'll just kind of leave it alone because I, I, you know, I don't do that. I'm just happy-go-lucky. So... Mm-hmm. I reached out to her, and within seconds, she responded back and said, send me your manuscript. And I, so I could say, I didn't even know she was doing publishing. I was just telling her I admire her work, and I was an author, and she influenced me, da, 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 da. And then she sent me the, um, this stuff back. And, I mean, she told me to send her my um, book. And I said, well, I'm only three um, chapters in. And she said, well, it doesn't matter. Just send it to my um, send it to me in my office. And uh, about... Two weeks later, I'm sitting in, in at Mercedes getting my car service, and I'm typing. I'm still typing this book. Now, I kind of forgot all about that I talked to her. And this email popped up, and all I saw was Kiki Swift. Oh, my God, you're talking about somebody nervous. I couldn't even type no more after that. I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm scared to open this email. What did she say? This man is trash. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. So I clicked on it, and it opened up. 
And the first thing I noticed out of that whole email was, Miss Quinton loves your book. And once they say, asked me, would I be interested in signing for a trilogy, signing a contract for a trilogy, I said, for her to say she's going to endorse my book, it really, like, put the cap on things. It was like, it let me know what I was doing was good enough for her to endorse and to, you know, put out there for me. And it took off from there. And I've been going, because, see, every day that I wake up, ladies, I wake up with the goal in mind. When your feet hit that floor, take off running, go eat, go even deeper, make sure that you go at your goal even harder. Each day, accomplish something different about that goal. Take that goal to the next level that next day. If, if I can do a, a, a wrap weave today, tomorrow I want to try to do a wavy weave. If I can do, if, if I can tune your car today, tomorrow I need to know how to do an oil change. <laughs> so I'm always uh. looking to improve every day that I open my eyes. And I know that comes from me as a single parent. Mm-hmm. My boys have to mm-hmm. see strength. So when my foot hit that floor, it was like, cha-ching, let's go. And I, I feel like it's nothing that I cannot accomplish without my God. So if he put that gift in me and I didn't even recognize it and it took these people to tell me to do that, and then he's giving me confirmation throughout the process, that tells me, okay, I'm not claiming to be the best, but that mm-hmm. gift, keep driving mm-hmm. at it like you are. Like you are, look at it like you're the best. Keep going at it because right. people will feed off your energy. If you walk with your head and your tail tucked, they probably, like I wrote in my book, my dating book, you walk with your head tucked, they're going to pick up on that negativity. But if you got that head high, you smiling, and you work and do your best and you pray, oh, it's going to be the bomb. And, you, and you're, you're going to make mistakes, but you look at that as part of growth. A baby, you'll never see a baby just get up and take off running when the mama stand them on the floor, right? That baby jump on that floor. When that mama put them there, they're going to stumble and fall, but eventually they're going to get it. And so that's the way I look at everything that I do, from my hair, from styling hair, selling my products, writing books, anything, speaking, conversations, everything, you know. So that's how I started. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because to speak is to create. I really, truly believe that. And you have to um, – my husband brought me Steve Harvey's book, Jump, because I Mm -hmm. love Steve Harvey, just the way he motivates, just his words. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's so true. If you don't try it, how do you know if you could do it or not? You have so many people that say, "Um, no, I'm not going to do that or – yeah, no. Or, you know, try it. Because, see, this is the thing. Well, sometimes in life, a lot of times we settle in different parts of it in our life. And mm-hmm. a lot of times as we grow up, you settled into the vision that your parents have for you. Yes. yes. And down the line, you realize this is not really what I want to do. Or I'm just not, and, this is not my yes. thing right here. This, this, day, yes. this is you, what they know. want. And you know what else? And you know what else? Some people will settle into what society thinks. A lot of people can sing their butt off. I know this lady walk down the street and she can blow. She don't even need a mic. You can hear her all the way down the street. But see, a lot of people settle for what society even thinks instead of going for what, if you got a gift, Matthew, in the Bible, it says it. Don't bury it watching somebody else's or thinking about what they think. Do your best. Go after it. 
That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you just got to go I after definitely agree with yeah, yeah, because, no. okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Look, I, you know I get hyped, so I need some medicine. Y'all see me some medicine? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome, though. It's awesome because yeah, we do what we do to get people a vision to watch, you know, a, a vision of how you need to be. When you are an author, you got to have your personality got to pop. It's got to come out. Our topic today is living that paperback life. I want you to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Um, and moving around because you do so much outside of being an author. How are you able to add that lifestyle to your world? With me, um, everybody knows where my hairdresser. With me, I have we have a school to a, a barber cosmetology school. I have this cosmetic line, and I'm constantly doing everything throughout my day. I think I touch almost every profession that I do, including my literary career. Um, I sometimes I used to wonder when I look back at a book, y'all. I'd be like, "How the heck did I do all these words?" Like, well, but you know, with the energy that God provided me, I find myself in between clients. If my clients are under the dry, I'm writing. If I am at home, once I get home, I always dedicate. Even if I'm just getting home from work, and I will dedicate like 30 minutes to writing towards my. Um, whatever my novel is that I'm working on at that time. Um, in between clients, um, writing. Um, on my days off, I write. Now, not every day. Some days I just take a mental break because we got this entertainment company and all this stuff going on at the same time. So sometimes I just take a little break in between and just try not to do anything at all. But that's what I do. I usually write in between my clients, write. Like I said, when I get home from work, sometimes um, on my days off, I'm writing. If I go to a point, a, a point, an appointment, I take my laptop with me. My bag is always in my trunk. I always take it out the house every day, going to appointments wherever, and I will sit there and I will take the time to write because my creative juices flow when I see different people, their body languages. Um, I can just be riding down the street. There might be a scene that might that come to me as I'm writing. So once I get to my location, wherever I'm at. If I'm waiting in, you know, in doctor's office or something, I'm just sitting there typing because I'm thinking, wow, I'm, I can add this in there or, how I, you know, I can incorporate this in there. It might be something that triggers something about it. So I pretty much that's how I usually do. I write in between clients and, you know, everything like that. So my day is super busy. Like sometimes I don't even think, I, I think I need to make an appointment with myself to breathe. <laughs> eat and everything. <laughs> My clients for the hair salon, they book online, so I be feeling like I need to go online and book an appointment to go to sleep because I'm always busy. My emails are jumping. My phones are jumping. We got so many different meetings for different companies and stuff. So that's pretty much how I usually pull it off um, and everything. Just, you know, um, it just, whenever it comes to me and I'm not busy, I write. I just, dedicate time to it because it's something I love now. It wasn't a it wasn't a dream, but it became one afterwards. It's like, oh my God, this is what I can do. I've always loved to read though. I've I've been a reader since I was a young little girl, like from all the way down from Judy Bloom. <laughs> oh, I love Judy Bloom. Yes, that was my favorite author when I was a kid. And so ever since then I've always loved to read, read, read. But now as a writer and doing so much, I don't get to read as much as I would like to. 
because mm-hmm. I'm all, you know, I got a lot of things going on. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I do it. I come in the office. We got a, um, an office for the salon. Sometimes if I want quiet, I'll come in the office and write. But sometimes I get bored and I got to hear a little bit of something, some music, some people talking or something because uh, I, I, I got my attention space. <laughs> it's <just> too boring. <laughs> If it's too boring, I'd be like, oh, I, get, I, can, I just lose focus. I need a little bit of something going on in the room. But, you know, that's how I do it, and I'm just grateful and thankful to God that I, you know, that talent of mine was revealed and, and that I can find time to, you know, put it down um, and for others to read what, you know, is on my mind. I'm still trying to perfect my craft. Every day I wake up, I try to perfect my craft even more, um, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. So I'm just constantly working on that because I feel like, I'm going to always try to be the best me I can be. That's the best Absolutely. thing about it. This, this is Tony, Terry, ahead, and uh, sorry, you are in a perfect position in the, in the work that you do as far as doing hair to get so many, you know, like in a barbershop, all the guys come in there and talk, and you just get so many avenues of life walk through your, through your shop. Do you feel that that happens with women as well, and that's just fodder for what you write, and and just you know, there's so many jewels up in that hair salon. Oh God, yes, they're they're readers and people that come through also that that trigger different thought process. Um, to, um, you know, different things that help me to be able to. Um, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it triggers um. A lot of things for people to. Um, I'm sorry, somebody was walking past in this home. Um, it triggers different ideas, um, uh, and, and it also gets a lot of attention as far as readers and people that I don't even know. The other stylist clients, some of the guys' clients, a lot of men purchase my books. Um, mm-hmm. One guy even asked me what I write about. Oh my God, y'all, what I write about? Lord, I need to take a picture. Oh. <laughs> Lord, I came out the bathroom. I'm going to tell y'all something funny. I'm in the restroom, and I come out, and I'm throwing my my, my paperweight that I wipe my hands with, and this man is standing outside, and he's so fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I've seen him before, but I thought he was waiting, mm-hmm. you know, maybe waiting out there to come in and use the restroom. But as I'm walking by, he said, you, you wrote that book, right? For a moment, I forgot I wrote a book because he was so fine. I said, oh, my God, who wrote a what? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> he was there. I posted a picture of him. He's, he, he has been a huge supporter of mine mm-hmm. with these books, these purchase books. He even asked me, you, you need me material. I can give you some material to write. But I said, oh, my God. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, now. So we get a lot of readers, um, a lot of supporters. They sharing stuff on their pages. People that I haven't seen in years. People that come to the salon. One man actually walked in and said, "You don't know me, but I, I, I came here to get a haircut because I saw you on Facebook, and, and you're really doing it. Can, can, can I take a picture with you?" I said, oh, well, <laughs> "Yes, sir." <laughs> you know, I'm silly. So I'm being. So I'm like, "Oh, oh. Yeah, he, And then they they branded me. I branded myself actually by accident with this boss lady thing. I don't run around town calling myself boss lady, but no matter where I go, people call me that. So I said, oh, okay, okay. So then that, they, so he just, when they approach me, I'm at the Dollar Tree, you know, I'm at the grocery store, wherever. It's boss lady this, boss lady that. I was like, okay. And some of these people I've never met a day in my life, but they always say I left a lasting impression on them. They said my energy is contagious. 
Well, I guess it is. Cause, I mean, I'm just being mm-hmm. me. <laughs> but, that's yeah, the only way you could be. <laughs> yeah, so in, in this one, it does have a, a, a big effect on writing and um, uh, gaining um, readers and stuff. People that said they ain't read. One lady said, girl, I ain't read since I was in high school. She was 40-something. <laughs> we laughed so long about that. She said, but girl, that book. One lady read the book under the dryer before she even left one of the books. And then I have a book I'm writing now, Death by Chocolate. And one of my clients, her sister's a doctor in L.A., but she was a district attorney or one of the defense attorneys, something like that, in L.A. before mm-hmm. her husband mm-hmm. and then her move because of military. And so I wrote the verse beginning part of my book, which starts in the courtroom with this man being sentenced. And so she was able to go over that to make sure all the verbiage was in line with what they say in a courtroom. And I thought that was What's the name of it again? Death by Chocolate by Any Means Necessary is a subtitle. Oh, oh my God, I'm so excited. That's one book I'm excited about, y'all. Oh, my God. Oh, I think I get like that about every book. Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited wow. like about every book. That's fine. Yeah, definitely. Yes, and so we're going to have this chocolate man that I described in this book, but he's he's actually, was he was an ugly kid in school. So now he's frustrated. But you can't tell by looking at him because he has these debonair ways that woos the women and, and everybody like, oh, my God, he's so fine. And so he kind of does a lot of flashing back and having issues and things with his past, and he takes it out on people he meets in his presence. So he's doing a lot of killing and stuff in this book. So I'm excited because it's a little bit mm-hmm. different genre that I am stepping out into. So, again, I challenge myself every day. And this is mm-hmm. a big challenge for me. And I'm just excited to release this book. They wanted to have it out before then, but I like to take my time and kind of um, figure out how I want each character that he uh, deal with to have their own personality. Mm-hmm. I don't want everybody to be so easy or hard or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I, I want to take mm-hmm. my time because, see, as I grow in this literary world, y'all, I am learning so much. It's like when you make mm-hmm. this mistake, or you see, it may not even go like mistake some of the readers, but to me, I'm I'm a perfectionist, so I start looking at it like, okay, next, this is what I'm gonna change. I'm gonna do this and this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna write this this way, and so I start looking at the detail of my character and characters in the each book differently. I mean, you know, I try to add something that I didn't do to in the last one, some type of picture right. knowledge that I learned, and you know, just make it better, just aiming to be better each novel to me. So you can see my growth in my writing. So you can say, you mm-hmm. know, when you read this one, you see it, and you might like it. You like come to the next one, you're like, damn, this is way different. <laughs> you know, so that's what I aim to do. I do that with myself, like, you gotta even do it even better next time. So I'm just and that keeps the, that keeps the interest there and, and and the the you know, just keeps them wondering what's gonna be next out of Terry's world. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's so true, and um, we thank you for that. But I want to give you a fun question before you leave the chat room, and we have so enjoyed you. You're listening to thank the you. chat room. I enjoyed you guys. Yes, joined by the wonderful, fantabulous Miss Leisha over there and the beautiful, yes, yes. sexy Miss Terry Boss Lady Brand. Yeah. She's actually going to be at Leisha's Diva Luncheon on yeah, March I'm excited. 4th. So make sure you check that out. But, Terry, if you were the addition of a big 64-count box of crayons, 
you can have your own original name as far as colors, but what color would you be and what would you bring to that rainbow of colors in that box? Originality. <laughs> and I got to be bold. I got to be a bright, bold color because I need you to see me. When you open that box, I want your attention to go directly to me. <laughs> so, so I need to be something some, some color that's going to get your attention straight to me. When you open that box, I'm going to be that piece that grabs your attention, that color that grabs your attention in, immediately. So first thing you grab. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I need that to be that original, like something that's just totally different. And everybody uh-huh. is like, oh, wow, I got I to gotta get that crayon because that crayon like, you know, that, oh, that's going to set this picture all under it. <laughs> well, you can name it originality. You can name it Terry's, Terry's yes. originality. How I, would, that? I, would, I would call it Terry Terry's focal point because Ooh. <laughs> I need to be your focal point. I need to. I, I'm a Gemini, so I love, oh. love, love attention. I love it. I love not in a negative way, but I love attention. So I gotta stand out in some sort of way, in a good way. But I gotta stand mm-hmm. out, bring some joy to your life. <laughs> so we right just call now. it joy. Joy. I love that. <laughs> Terry's joy. <laughs> yes, I love it. Wow. Wow, I like that. I like that leash. <laughs> she's oh. she's on the money with oh. that. I love her personality, y'all. This is why, you know, all the authors that I have coming to the event next weekend, they all bring something unique to the the industry itself. And they're Mm -hmm. an example of really an author, the book life, and, and how authors move about, whether they're new authors or, you know, seasoned authors or authors that have been around for years and years, they all have experiences, they all have um, different journeys, but it's something that everybody can learn from, you know, and just to be able to see, because sometimes people can tell you how to move, they can tell you, okay, well, you should do this, and you got to do this, okay, now don't forget to do this, but when, it's like a book, you know, as a reader, you want people to show you and not just tell you. And this is why That's I picked right. the authors that I have at this event Aww. because they show you the life of an author, how it should be, how you should be, how you should move, your personality. You know, when you're at an event, this is how you should be. You know, a lot of times people don't know. So sometimes you go to events. And it's not as intimate. Um, a lot of times people don't know, you know, proper etiquette. Sometimes people are just sitting down at their tables when readers walk oh up. Oh, my God. They're not paying attention. Yes. They got food yes. out. When I walked up to Terry's um, table at the 556 Book Chick, I had never, like, met her. I think it was because of her sister. Just her personality. <laughs> she it was reader, and she, like, spun around on her heels like, hey. <laughs> mid conversation, she was talking. Mid conversation, she spit the rod like, "Hey!" <laughs> My son be getting on me about that. He said, "I'm not going with you to Walmart." Oh, head. He called me old head. Old head. I'm not going with you to Walmart. Uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh. I'm not going. He said, because you know too many people. Too many people know me. He said, we're going to have 
I'm done. <laughs> because I love people. And I truly believe, because I learned that in the hairstyle, where that my whole, all my career is connect in some kind of way. When you're, I tell stylists, if you're quiet, if a customer walks that door, even if they're not your customer, your back is turned to them. And you don't say hello, they're going to go to the next mm-hmm. stylist. You have to turn around and how you do it, because even if they're somebody else's customer, they might be bringing somebody with them, or they might come to you for something that you do, or they might send you a client. But you've right. got to open up and speak to people. When you want some shoes and you walk into a store, and that store don't have that color shoe you want, you say, can you call the, the Norfolk store and see if they got it? So you go after it. So you got to go after what you want. So you got to turn around and speak to people. You got to seem like you love what you do because with you turn your back or sit down and make and it may even seem a little standoffish when you do that. And so people not mm-hmm. you're not you're not even seeming confident enough to me. I got to feel confident. I got to feel like you believe in you. You believe in your product. You believe in your writing. Whatever you you selling or you doing, I need to see you believe in it because if I don't feel your strength through it. Nine times out of mm-hmm. ten, hmm, you might not even pay attention to it because you're, 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 you're not showing your strength and you're not showing that you believe in yourself by fitting. So in hair, I learned that and I taught other people. So when I do anything I do, I can't even sit down. here give me a chair. I say, I ain't even give me a chair. I'm not even going to sit And you want that customer to come back again as well. Yes. You have to show them love. See, I love up on people, and people got to feel that you really genuinely care and that you've been, you can't just be saying or stand off. It. Like, you know, even when we did the, uh, we did a, a meet and greet for the Detroit event, I, left, I, I didn't even know that some of the people that were there were radio hosts and different things. I just walked in, hey, I just want to take a picture. Everybody, I was hugging everybody. And, you know, and it was this one lady, she did not want to hug or nothing. So I didn't, but I still spoke to her and gave her some of my energy. I passed some of it over to her. But at the same time, I had people inbox me, call me, text me, telling me they love my energy. Because I, you got to do that because you got to interact with people. They don't want to just see you posting all the time or sending them a link. They want to see you. Mm-hmm. You talk That's to the true. people, love up on them. They want to see that. You, you know, then they can feel what type of person you are. You know, like you said in earlier in the interview. So, mm-hmm. absolutely, That's and true. that's the truth. You know, for every one post that you post about um, something else. Mm-hmm. Well, no, every one post you post about yourself, you should post five posts about something else. So that means yes. that. Every couple of posts should be about your book. Now, you do have mm-hmm. these authors that you don't even know they're author. They do everything else yes. to talk about their book. And oh that's, God, you yes. have to have balance. Some They have to know you're reading. They have to know you, you write books. They know you mm-hmm. read. They know you support other people. But they don't know that you've written books. And yes, you have to put right. that on there. You have to promote yourself. You have to push yourself. And then even if it's not, um, you know, sometimes people get a vibe about your pen based on the way you talk about it. So if you're complaining yes. about something all the time, if, it's, if, if you're not energetic, like Terry said, and excited about your work, nobody else is going to be excited about it. You Absolutely. know, and, and those are just things that, you know, authors have to start paying attention to how you do things, especially on social media, because social media goes 
a long way. It never really goes away. And so you want to make sure you're always moving and carrying yourself in a particular way because even mm-hmm. though it's your social media page, you are always working. You're a business, so books are a business. So you're working 24 yes. hours a day. Even when mm, you're having yes, fun, you're working. And uh-huh, being able absolutely. to move books, you know, you go to an event, just don't sell books at that event. Make sure you are effectively optimizing on that time if you can schedule Mm -hmm. a book event of your own like a book signing at a bookstore or go Mm -hmm. into a bookstore or meet meet different readers just be able to do something you got to be able to sell your books anywhere you go and so that's why i appreciate terry and what she brings to the industry because her personality alone you just want to buy a book you I don't even know what you write. Let me get that book over there. I think I bought almost every book on their table between her and her sister. I was like, I'll take that one too. Let me take that one. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead on to get this one too. Just just by their personality. And you know, and that is really part of that book life. That's part of the topic that we have today. And we appreciate you, Terry, for coming to kick it with us in Thank the chat you. room. Thank sharing you. your journey, sharing me. your work with us, your personality. We so appreciate you. You know you and your oh, sister are welcome back you. anytime. Yes, yes. I'm excited to come back and we will definitely be connecting with you all again. I'm just excited. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next, next week. weekend. Yes, we'll yes. see you guys next weekend. I'm trying to, there's so many things that I want to do, but I, I want us to do like a live uh, let's chat, kind of simulated okay. let's chat so that the readers there can just get a little bit of the author's personalities by doing just like a brief interview uh, panel. I'm still working it out in my mind, but because I don't have limited time. So I mm-hmm. I do want to do something, but I want people to leave with an experience, a nice experience. Yeah. I want authors um, and readers alike to leave just with a stirring in their spirit. We have a, a fabulous speaker that's going to come and give us that branding push speech just to be able to, to get you going to that next level, get your mind moving, get your, your juices flowing, and authors where you can network with other authors, readers where you can meet authors that you, you've never even met before. It's just an experience mm-hmm. to be able to intimately sit down and hang out with you guys. So I appreciate you for coming and agreeing to be Thank part you. of my event. Shout out your social yes. media. Did you shout your social media out already? Um, um, not yet, but um, you guys can follow me. I have my um, uh, author page, my literary page, which is author. Terry L. Branch. Well, no, the L is not on that Facebook. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'll repeat that. It's author Terry Branch on um, Instagram. On IG, it is author underscore Terry with the I-E, T-E-R-R-I-E, because a lot of people put the I with the Y, T-E-R-R-I-E underscore L underscore Branch, B-R-A-N-C-H. And on Twitter, I am Boss Lady Terry, one I, um, that's the only place it is actually spelled misspelled purposely because it wouldn't let me do the E. <laughs> but um, and uh, on Google Plus it is Terry Branch T E R R I E Branch, and on Pinterest it is Strong Woman of Color, just like my email. And if anybody want to do bookings and want me to come out book clubs, you can send an email to my email Strong Woman of Color at Gmail S T R O N G. W O M A N O 
gmail.com. And um, that's it. pretty much it. And my regular Facebook page is Terry, T-E-R-I-E, Boss Lady is one word, B-O-S-S-L-A-D-Y, Branch. And, yep, that's all my contact and my website, www.arthurterrylbranch.weebly.com. All right, that and my social security number is look and my social security (laughs) number number. (laughs) her bank account information is so if you want to make any deposits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love you guys, and I'm so excited for letting y'all have me. I can't wait to see y'all in Atlanta. We're gonna show. We're gonna bring all this love all in this room, and we're gonna. Rock the house, so I'm going to be ready to rock out with Miss Lisa and Miss Cowboy. Yes, yes. that energy going to be yes. flowing. <laughs> and yes. after, uh, there's a little rest, there's a restaurant inside the hotel, and uh-huh. I'm like, shoot, we can even get together later that evening and then just, uh-huh. just have a good time in literature. Yes, 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 we can. That's going to be wonderful. Oh, I'm really good. glad to be a part of this event. It's going to be amazing, y'all, and I really appreciate y'all for having me. I really do from the bottom of my heart. Awesome, Leah. Thank you and appreciate you for everything that you contribute to literature. And we will see you in a matter of days, girl. Okay. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you Thank back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. I love her energy, y'all. Her energy is off the chain. It's so awesome mm-hmm. when you're able to uh, honestly, honestly experience an author's passion. We have our next guest, who is one of my authors from Reese World Publishing. Now, this author here has really, really grown. Tasha DeMay, I am actually so proud of her. You know, I just, the way she's, she's learned that book life, the way she's learned how to move, the way she's sharpened her pen, the way she's just kind of just kind of coming to her own. Because, you know, a lot of times in this industry you have to create your own lane. And so I'm so proud mm-hmm. of the things that she's doing around her career and her writing and and always having something in her mind that's going to push her brand and push her career to the next um, level. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tasha. <laughs> Hey. Hey, Tasha, How Tasha. How you doing? We are, we are good. good. For everybody good. that doesn't Don't know who Tasha DeMay is, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Hi. Um, I'm Tasha DeMay. I'm originally from the Empire State, in which all of my books are are based in. I'm currently living in North Carolina. I am the author of 11 books, but I have three with Reese World, and the others are just where I contributed with other authors and and other organizations. I've been writing since I was nine. I think I first I did I was I first became published I believe when I was 16 when I contributed a um an article to Reader's Digest. That was my first case of the literary world. And after that I've been writing ever since. I just never really felt like I could ever submit anything. 
and I kind of got a push from a couple of author friends, and the rest is history. Awesome. Now I want to go back because you just said something very important that a lot of authors will are feeling, especially when they first come out, that you never felt um, like you could submit anything. Talk a little bit about that and how you ended up breaking um, that fear. How did I end up breaking that fear? I was a, I started out as a blogger in 2012. I went to the book expo in uh, in New York at the Jacob Javits Center, and that was where I met Brenda Jackson. And we were talking, and I mentioned that I write a little. I had stuff sitting in a box that's turning gray, the pages are turning gray, and I don't believe that it's good enough to really turn in. And she was like, what are you waiting for? Just turn it in. If they reject it, they reject it. At least you know that you did it. How are you going to know if you don't try? I said, you know what? You're right. So I figured, you know, I would never hear from her again. And I got this email. <laughs> she asked me, did you turn it in? And I was, no. <laughs> she was like, you better turn that in or I'm going to have to come there and beat you. I said, oh, Lord, <laughs> I got a New York Times author telling me she's going to beat me if I don't turn something in. So I did, and it got rejected. And being kind of green, I was kind of upset because of the letter that they sent me. They told me, oh, this is terrible. You need to find another career because writing is not it. This is bad. This is this. This is the other thing. And I don't know. I think I was. I think I cried. <laughs> I think I cried that day for that letter. I think I still have it somewhere. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me. Turn something else in. So I did. And they said, yeah, it's good. But you know, they all of the stuff that was wrong with it, they spelled it out, which I appreciated. And they suggested that I take some classes. So I ended up taking some, because I like children. I took a um, children's literature, at the children's literature, um, some kind of online thing I did. And that's that's how I, I learned how to put a book together and everything. And fast forwarding to 2013, I happen to be playing around on Facebook. Since I was a blogger, I interact with a lot of authors. And there was this one publisher that had this contest. And they invited me, and I was like, yeah, okay, why not? I went to the event, and we were supposed to um, write something about this picture, write a caption or something. I wrote it. There was like 300 people there. I figured I'm not going to win this thing. I never win anything. And I got, after I submitted it, I logged off of Facebook and started doing something else. I checked my email, and he told me I won a year's contract. I'm like, great. I got my foot in the door. I can do something now. And like I said, I was green. I don't know anything. I knew a little bit. But I knew, I figured I knew enough to get by, but I didn't. I really didn't. But you know what they say, you know, you live and you learn. And it ended up 
I got the book published, but the book was really bad. I mean, the, the premise was great, but it it had no character growth, nothing. No no storyline or anything. They just, what they did was, instead of editing it, which I did pay for editing, they didn't edit it. They slapped the ugly cover on it, and they put it out. Mm-hmm. And wow. I was getting these calls from my friends. It's like, did you read the book? I'm like, no. They said, that's this thing. And, and you know, I have some friends. Listen, you've met a lot of them. They will tell you to your face that something is bad. So, and and I and I appreciated them doing that. So mm-hmm. I contacted a publisher and I told him I said, "Well, why did you put the book out like that when clearly it needed work?" And 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 then mm-hmm. it turns out the only thing this guy wanted was money. He stole from mm-hmm. me and he stole from every author that he signed. We. We never made any money. I think my biggest royalty check from them was $50, I think. That was about it. And and then after that, I didn't make anything else. So I was playing around on Facebook one day, and I was talking to some other authors, and they were like, well, did you try to submit to other companies? Did you go and try to talk to other people what to do? So maybe you want to be with another publisher. And I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. And one afternoon I was talking to Leo Sullivan, and he said, you ever try to go to Reese World? And I was like, no, what's that? And he sent me the link, and I looked, and I fished around and played around. I said, oh, I'm going to contact them and see. So I think I think the story I sent in, I think I sent in through the fire. And I, I heard back from Reese. She said it's, it was good, but, you know, it needed work naturally. So I said, okay. And I asked him, you know, can we, we have a meeting and everything? And we talked on the phone, and I talked to him about my experience with the other publishers. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked, like, for an hour. And I was like, you know what? I like these people. I think I'm going to give them a try, and I've mm-hmm. been with them ever since. Awesome. What a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, Miss Tasha is, is quiet, but she has done a lot. She does a lot when it comes to her pen, when it comes to her craft, a lot that a lot of authors don't do. Now, Tasha, you you mentioned a little bit about your sales and, and not selling. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of pushing your brand uh, and your work when um, in an industry where there are so many people doing the same thing you're doing and you need to make your own self stand out? Talk a little bit about your journey with that. I'm, I'm shy by nature. I really am. I don't really like to really talk about myself. But I learned from a lot of my seasoned authors that I, if I want to sell my book and sell my brand, push my brand, I can't be like that. Um, so everybody from the mailman to the lady at that runs the laundromat knows I write. <laughs> so I'm you. You have to get out there, and even if the book event is not your own, you should still go. 
bring some cards with you, bring whatever, bring a book, bring something, and talk about yourself. I'm this, and this is what I write. This is where you can find my book. If you want it, you have any questions, this is where I am on social media. You can contact me here and just keep talking about yourself. But if you don't tell people what you do, they're not going to know what you do. They're not going to know anything about you because people are like, oh, you write, really? I didn't know you write. Nobody told me that you wrote. You wrote books. And I was like, you know what? I need to quit trying to quit being lazy and just get out there and and push my brand. So I walk around with cards. I walk around with books everywhere I go. Even if there ain't no place but the supermarket, I'm there. I'm handing out cards. I'm talking to people. I'm telling them about my work. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to push my brand. That's what you have to do because – Nobody knows you better than you. That's so so if, if you don't do that, nobody will know anything about you. Nobody will know. Because mm-hmm. in this sea of, of, of people that want to be like somebody else, which in truth you really need to be yourself, <laughs> and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you talked That's about uh, the fact that nobody mm-hmm. knows you because a lot of times, you know, authors get upset when nobody buys their books or when um, their sales aren't what they expect them or want them to be, and they focus on ebooks and really paperbacks is where you make your money. But the thing is, people have to know you and they have to know what you do. And I'm glad that you brought that up. When you go to other people's events, you still bring something, a little information about yourself so that you can share it with the people at those events so that people can get to know you. And your personality then becomes your form of word of mouth that sends people out to support you first because they don't know you. They just met you, but your your personality is so awesome that at that time they're like, I'm just really going to support this person because I I just like what they're trying to do. And then once they get into your book, your pen is what really draws them and traps them into your world. So I'm glad that you spoke on that because that's very important, making sure that, you know, you can have your book in 10 different stores, but if you don't have nobody to go get those books out them stores, you're not going to make no money. Your book is just sitting in stores. So you want to make sure that you're getting out there and moving around and getting to know people and get allowing people to get to know you. Mm-hmm. So true. Is she there? Tasha there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still there. I I learned that, you know, if you if there is some kind of writing seminar, some kind of anything that will help you get better, you should do it. That's why I joined the Erotic Authors Guild because they have they have all kinds of resources, all kinds of writing resources that you can use. They have they they have people there that you get stuck on something, you can send it to them and they can kind of give you advice on how to to move your story along and everything. And if you want you have your character as a psychologist or something. They have a psychologist that you can talk to and that can 
recommend books and materials and different things that you can use. And I I really appreciate those guys. I really do because they got me involved in this author versus author program where I, um, me and another author work on a story together. And that, mm-hmm. that, that's helping me a lot because I'm writing a story that's, that's totally out there. And I'm like, this is me and another imagination working together. And we're like two different people. And I'm like, oh, Lord, it, we're working on this story. And it's so funny, but it, it's helping me a lot. And it, and it helps me stretch my pen. And, it, and I, I've learned a lot. Since I've been, I've been doing this since October, and I learned a lot, an awful lot. Mm-hmm. I'm wow, glad that she awesome. said that because she is stretching mm-hmm. her pen. She is writing a cozy mystery. I did suggest her write a cozy mystery, but Tasha is really, 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 um, she talk about pushing her pen. She really, really does um, push her pen to accomplish those things that, she may not necessarily feel that she can accomplish or that may be a little bit um, difficult at the moment, but she always pushes through and makes sure she makes it happen. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. It's, I'm telling you, this cozy mystery is beating me on top of the head. Um, I was talking to Marie Carr, and I was telling her, I said, you know, my characters is beating me up. Because every time when I write something that they do, I can hear their voice in the background saying, now, why would you have me do something stupid like that? And I'm like, oh, Lord, I erased a whole chapter. Because it didn't, when I read it out loud, it didn't It didn't feel like it fit in. So I took yes. it out. Okay. But <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, this, 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 this thing is off the chain. It really is, but. I'm almost done, and I like what I have so far. I like what you said. You read it out loud. That's how you check the flow of your manuscript, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of authors don't know that. When you write something, you write it, you rewrite it, you rewrite it, but before you turn it in, you should make sure that that manuscript is polished, and you should read it out loud to yourself to make sure that the flow is proper and that it's blending and transitioning good. And when you get your final edit, you should reread it just to make sure Mm -hmm. that it's it's on Mm -hmm. point. And so Tasha is really good about that. We appreciate you, Tasha. I know T always has a fun question. Uh, is there no telling what she's going to pull out of her box? What you got for us, T? I know you got something creative. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Tasha, Tasha, as I like to call her, you know, she, she has grown. Her pen has grown. And um, she is my hero tonight, so she gets the hero question. But I'm going to give her a little spin to it. Um, I want you to be a hero out of your Truth and Consequences novel because you talk about you being shy, but those people need to read that at BDSM book of yours, so I want you to be one of those heroes. Surprise us, what would you be out of your book? The, the character that I most identify with is um, from Truth to Consequences Playing Dirty would be Katrina. 
Katrina is me. Katrina is, I can't do this. I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. I'm curious about it, but I don't want to do it. And at the Uh same time, you're kind of drawn to it because it's things that you've heard about, you've read about, you've seen in movies and television shows touch on it. And that was that was the whole thing, you know, with with her. And uh, I don't know if anybody has read the book or not. <laughs> so I, I had a few a few people <laughs> that told me they read it and and they liked it. And they they think I'm I'm a freak, and so <laughs> they just, yeah, okay. <laughs> we all got a little bit of that in us. My cousin called me. Where did you get that from? And I was like, you know what? I joined a um I joined a group and every now and then I contact these people and I ask them a lot of questions on how to do different things. Mm-hmm. And they they give me a lot of good advice and they direct me to to different videos or some of them make videos of their own for information <laughs> and they direct me to that and I watch that. My brain, my brain, man, my brain is fried. I've been watching so much stuff. It's freaking wow. Make, <laughs> make sure you go out and pick that up. It's from Miss But yeah, make sure you pick that up. You have to read both of them. You really do because the first book, Love, Truth, and Consequences, that introduces the second character that's in Play Dirty, and that that mm. introduces him, and you can see that that. The, the friendship between the two guys, you know, the 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 two male leads that they're they're friends and they balance each other out. One is mm-hmm. a little crazier than the other, and <laughs> they they balance each other out. And I tried to do that. I don't know if I did it, but I tried to do it. And mm-hmm. I I while I was writing it, I kind of used a couple of lines that my husband used on me and. Brandon, 
But I, the you one know, thing that I do give um, new authors, always do your research. Nothing is nothing is too no question is too stupid, and nothing is too mundane to look up. Because the the most important thing to me is getting it right. If you don't get it right, somebody is going to write you or say. You wrote that in there, and that is wrong. I don't know why you wrote that, because why would any normal person do that? <laughs> so I try, mm-hmm. I try to strive on on the accuracy. That's why I'm always asking questions. Mm-hmm. That's the way you're gonna find out. But Tasha, thank you so much for joining us. You know, um, Tasha is also gonna be at Leisha's. Diva's luncheon and next weekend. So make sure you guys oh, check her out. Oh, see my girl Tamika. <laughs> I've known Tamika since 2012. I can't wait to see her. <laughs> As you can see, she's excited. <laughs> she is just so awesome. Let me tell you. <laughs> make sure if you're in the area and you pick up a ticket, you come out and meet the wonderful Miss Tasha DeMay as well as the other slew of guests that Alicia has lined up for the Luncheon Diva. It's going to be a great weekend. So we enjoyed you this evening, Tasha Tasha, and uh, we look forward to seeing you. <laughs> I look forward to seeing everybody. I can't wait. It's going to be such a cool thing to do. It really is. And I'm looking forward to just learning, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. If you missed any of the show, just hit up our archives as well as the podcast on iTunes. I hope I got that right because, you know, Alicia usually gives that smell. Uh, I can't even keep our email in my head. (laughs) 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 But thank you for joining us. (laughs) Oh, T. That was great. <laughs> we appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys joining us. <laughs> Here on Thank last you. Chat. If you missed any of our interviews, no worries. Just head over to our archives at blogtalk.com and check them out. And as Miss T said, also on iTunes and any podcast app, you can actually stream us um, as a podcast. So we appreciate everybody. If you would like to be a guest on Let's Chat, send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. We'll be talking about creating your own lane, and we'll have author Rihanna Mallory and actor and model Travis Cure. Enjoy your evening, everybody. Good night. Good night. You know, I start to live when I realize that you don't worry about what anyone says about you. You don't worry about the ridicule. You don't worry about the judgment or the rumors. When you stop thinking about what other people think about you, that's when you live. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.